Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to uh, to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of spending time either far up in the sky or in the depths of the ocean. You just want to find a nice home away from all your annoying neighbors who don't believe the same way you do. And yet you end up probably with a whole new set of annoying neighbors. You can't win. Uh, this week we are talking about uh, the Bioshock uh, slash Columbia properties and how to play Fringeworthy, put them in your Fringeworthy game, or basically uh, uh, put them in what you play in that particular universe. Jonathan is our showrunner tonight, and he's going to tell us all about how that happens. Go for it, Jonathan. So the point is, is that, you know, so if you want to make a, a superhero game using the resources that, that Rapture provides, and of course, you know, a, a source of, of supervillains, okay, because all those crazy people at some point may be breaking free, yeah. you know, and you might have to deal with them. And of course, you know, there's nobody who got himself more uh, beefed up than, uh, uh, as you find out by the end of the game, than uh, than Fontaine. So uh, you know he's he's definitely the big bad. Uh, I'm just saying is that you got a lot of resources here for creating a superhero game that it that can transcend the location and actually be out in the world. You, it, it can be actually like part of the backstory until it finally becomes the campaign closer, so to speak. Maybe at some point you do have to go, you find out that the big bad that you've been fighting is actually Fontaine. You have to go back to Rapture and finally deal with his, his, his bacon. So, um, and, and then, which is, a, which is, I think would be a nice, you know, circle, nice coming back to where you started. Uh, so, uh, but that's, that's if you want to basically take, you know, use, the, you know, use the timeline, everything on that world and, and, and basically have a superhero campaign there. But if instead you said, okay, let's do Fringeworthy, this is a world in which we come in, and it has rapture there, but we have to find it, we have to hear about it, we have to, you know, and then we have to figure out a way of exploiting it. So, Jonathan, what, what did you come up with as a good idea for doing that? And, and before we get there, Trav, you said you found locations to put it on the Fringe Pass? Why, yes. Again, once again, I looked through my collected, printed out pages from the four portals books that our dear late friend Richard Dahlka did. And so I have coalesced them all into what you all know as the Big Blue Binder. We have put all of the adding fringe worthy two in this book. I put my campaigns, I put other people's campaigns in. And so for Rapture, found something that fitted reasonably well based on what I saw of what's the word I'm looking for here? The aesthetic 
So for Rapture, I chose negative 107, comma 1. Now, the prime is called Halloween. Now, I put Galarian there. That's me. Again, your mileage may vary. Now, negative 107.1 is <clears throat> relays. Endless corridors of large electrical relays. They are constantly clicking and switching. The process looks like 1940s technology. Occasionally, a buzzer will turn on for a few seconds. Yeah, that I read that, and I go, that sounds, that, that sounds like how the game looked I played on that white brick wall 10 years ago. So the warp would open Rapture and some sub-basement somewhere, you know, things clicking and whirring and buzzing somewhere in the bowels of Rapture. So you are there in the city. That is where I put it again. Don't take any of these locations that I have ever done, me and Pixie, as canon. This is just just works out for me. Again, those four words, your mileage may vary, but that's where I put it because it just it clicked. So, yeah. Yeah, negative 1071. Yeah, the only issue I have with that is is that, you know, there really isn't a good reason for someone to get that far out until the late campaign. And so if you wanted to have superpowers earlier on, you'd have to work out a way of doing that. And we talked about this in a previous episode of ways to get further out on the fringe baths when you know there's no real good reason to do so. As in, I mean, you're making a reason, but I'm just saying it's not. Yeah. I, I tried to really look closer and just nothing and we're going to use, and sadly, it's the hand motions that doesn't work here in an audio medium. As Daphne Zuniga said in Spaceballs, nothing closer to Earth Prime did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the hand motions were there. Yeah. Yeah, check out that, that, that podcast episode because we did talk about how to reasons to get all the way out that far and how you could justify it without it, you know, being, you know, stupidly convenient okay just yeah and and also our power our episodes on superpowers infringe worthy which were way back when so yes those oh, yeah. two yeah 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 because that's the thing but yeah that was that was what i i just that is the one that just sang to me it's like oh no this is right there in rapture and bioshock the aesthetic is there it was built in 48 so uh, okay and i'm seeing the the oh god who was it that did frankenstein the movie with the lightning and the jacob's ladder and tell me young young frankenstein no 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 well More that aesthetic version. too but no 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 oh god gods and monsters ian mckellen brendan fraser the director that ian mckellen played that era of frankenstein boris karloff the zzz, 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 all yeah. that as soon as i read this that's exactly what I got. That type of where you're just seeing the Jacob's ladders buzzing and you're smelling the ozone in the air as soon as you walk out of the portal and just, yeah, all of that. Just that little blurb I read, that was my first mind's eye image. All of that type of just the buzzing and I can either confirm or deny that I, in my head, I heard him yell, it's alive, you know, <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just that was what did it for me for that. And again, as I said, folks, when we put these in my big blue binder and I give their suggestions, your campaign, do what is best for you. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just I I researched this over the past couple of days and I mean, I went cover to cover and you know how many worlds rich made. So there was a lot of them. I'm just like, I got two or three and just this one does it. So, yeah. If you go through the portal, my suggestion here, yeah, you're in deep, deep down in the lower levels of rapture. Where all the electrical stuff is going to keep this place barely going from what I gather, (laughs) because if you're coming in, if you're coming in by 1968, from what I've read, oh, no, this place is on on its last legs. Yeah. Downward spiral is an understatement. Yeah. You've got Adam addicted horribly mutated and powerful beings shuffling along through the side quarters, barely eking out an existence. And Hey, you're now neck high in them. Have fun with that or go back through the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that if you don't want to have the, 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 the warp appear in rapture, which I, I'm against myself simply because the finding it, I think is a big part for me. Like, okay. All right. I, I any, like that. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Any historical alternate set between the the forties and sixties, any any historical alternate set during the the height of the Cold War would probably work. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Oh no. And I, as I said, I found three others that kind of piqued my interest. But yeah, this is the one that just. Grab me by my shirt and slap me around. Yeah, like take this one, you dumb son of a. Yeah, but no, I could see anything mid twentieth century in the Four Portals books would. I I agree with you, sir. It would work wonderfully. Cold War because that was the the the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew Ryan was so afraid of nuclear war. You know the whole stop, drop, and roll. Excuse me, the stop, drop, and roll thing that you know. He kids stopped, in the dropped to the bottom learned. of the ocean and rolled around there. Yeah. Oh, he he was rolling the money. He rolled all the way <laughs> to the bank, apparently, enough to make a an equality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Jonathan. Anything that any of the blurbs or even the primes that smack yeah. of the Cold War would work for. Oh, let's put Rapture and all of this from Bioshock in this world. Yes. And then getting to Rapture, just kind of, I have some ideas about like how to get to Rapture, depending on like what year you find yourself on this world. So like during the the early phases of construction, before (laughs) it's closed off, Brian had agents, you know, looking throughout the world for like-minded people to become its citizens. And so, you know, any time, if and again, any PCs who, you know, stood out as seeming to be ahead of their time or, or looked like they might have been of the the rapture mindset, he would and his remember this would was find the, and recruit. This was the mid forties, which means you didn't have the internet and just popping up and saying, "Hey, look, we found this guy here, and we've got a digital history." No, they would have to be digging per- deep into like. City are, records, yeah, these financial are records eyes following you around. Yeah, th- this is these are people, and the term here, and it was back from when I was in the CJ curriculum at EMU. 
they did these guys were doing the legwork. They were researching, okay, we have this person here. Oh, let's dig deeper. We gotta go to the Hall of Records to see what buildings they've built or try to get their bank account or yeah. read about them in the paper. These were not people that that Ryan and his people were looking for. These were people who made a noise already. Yeah. These were people who were on a lot of people's radars and just something about them pinged to Ryan. So unless hey, why don't PCs, you come in here? I got this up. Yeah. yeah. Unless the PCs are again now, if you're playing with Fringeworthy, if these are Unita, you know, IDET representatives, they're probably not building buildings and cornering the market in steel in, in southwest Missouri or anything like that. You know, these are But if they, a news story came up that this person came out of nowhere and was talking about futuristic things and we found this in a newspaper where this guy reported yeah this guy with strange clothing came out of nowhere literally walked out of nowhere and said yeah this looks like it's 1940s you know this is stuff mm. 40 years out of date that would ping on andrew ryan's radar like yeah okay this person's if, talking like they're from the future if and that's the thing yeah if if they if andrew ryan believes they actually are you know from the future or from an alternate earth he might very well invite them because he wants to know how they avoided nuclear war on, on their world. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If it's like if he gets to them, it's like, OK, where'd you come from? Well, in our world, it's well, let's see, Earth Prime. And yeah, it's the early 21st century. It's like 2013. Really? No <laughs> nuclear war. Well, we had a few close calls, but, you know, mostly, you know, in the 80s, people doing peace signs going, dude, no nukes. Yeah, but nothing big, you know, we didn't, yeah. So, yeah, he would want to, but it would be, again, his people worldwide doing serious legwork and then finding about some weird guy talking in the newspaper. Yeah, this yeah. guy did this and this and this and was talking about this. And, and, and he also, by the way, he, he did something like stopped a robbery, just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, now that's, Assuming he doesn't think that you're some CIA or KGB plant, because that is, he is a bit paranoid about that. A bit? This man yeah. made a apology to get away from the rest <laughs> of the world. Paranoid so, yeah. is an understatement. Yeah. So yeah, assuming uh. <laughs> assuming he, he does believe the, the story and that you aren't some trick of the, you know, intelligence community, um, he might invite you. Ooh, oh, again, oh, if oh wait thinks, a minute, hold. If he thinks he can Here's use you, he might just take you. There's nothing to say he he's necessarily against kidnapping you and using you as a resource for his own technological <laughs> innovations. One option is you go to a world in which the government actually found Rapture and they had this huge fight and Ryan destroyed the place rather than give it up to the government. You go there and you see this and you're like, so this guy made this. There's nothing left except some structures and, you know, and, and stuff. But there's nothing really useful. But he made this as X number of miles away from, you know, because the fault lines are going to be pretty much the same from world to world, you know, unless you have alternate geology. Yeah. And you start yeah. looking through alternates to see if you could find... A, a a still operational rapture. Ooh. Ooh. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. You find the, the, the ruins in one universe. Use it. Use okay. The, location the, the, to find it in the, yeah. Smacking of a couple of things that John Ryer brought up. One. Oh yeah. I've got the entire Bioshock wiki. And, and so we know this. And to the whole story verse thing, and I'm, I'm seeing where I don't uh, see having to do the, that. that. Okay, well, I'm just seeing the path. The path. We don't have to go down it, but the path kind of just being. Hey, look, I'm over here. <laughs> the friends where they go yeah. through, and they find themselves getting into rapture because it's a story verse. You know, that's that. Yeah. That's a very simple way of handling it. I think the players might get really uh, tired of the plot hammer. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. if they're yeah. if they're down with it, then that's one simple way of doing it. But you know, just like you go to ver- the, the explorers go to various worlds looking for things that are missing that have been destroyed in one world. Why couldn't it be something like Rapture? And it just wouldn't be called that. Yeah, it could be like, yeah, we found this ecology off the coast, you know, near Reykjavik. Wait a minute, hold it. Wait a minute, what? It's like, and all of a sudden, that would ping on, that might ping on Ryan's quote unquote radar about, wait a minute, hold it. How the hell did these people who we, they have no paper trail, we found out who they were, there's no IDs of them, yet they know of my city. Hold it. That's snagged. Oh, no, no. Well, Andrew Ryan, okay, this man built an equality to get away in case of nuclear war. You think Ryan wouldn't have people in the intelligence communities of the major nations, MI6, CIA? Only because he was trying to hide from them, I would say no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's still going to have his moles there. Okay. And so he's going to have those people. Yeah, look into, okay. He's pretty rich. Yeah. No, if he was able, well, if he was able to build an equality, yeah, I think money is not an object, and that money leads to governmental power. He would have his moles everywhere. Again, in the intelligence community, MI6, CIA, KGB, um, and I'm blanking on the others. Those are the three that come to mind as far as intelligence agencies. Refer to secret society. Like the Mossad? Mossad, thank you. That was another Mm. one, yeah. Oh, no, that would be, def- well, 68, yeah, Israel was a, a a country by then. So, yeah, you would he would have all his fingers and all those pies and say, okay, wait a minute, these people, check out who they are. These are the names. <clears throat> Urinate me a large body of salt water. Yeah. And they would be like, oh, uh, no, we got nothing. How do they know about? Rapture, I, I, and then of course they're looking at Ryan, realizing something got past them. They're all like, I, 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 I don't know, you know. Yeah, see, that's the thing that if you go the, oh, we found this on an alternate Earth, and it happens to be the exact same thing. It just had a different origin. Oh, it was built as an international community on this world, and on this world here, it was built by some. Crackpot maybe, industrials who yeah. thought that the world was going to get nuked. You know. Maybe some Termelon scientists built it as an observation post on Earth Prime. Oh. Oh. Well, See, there's that spot in the uh, Sea of Japan. Yeah, and there's uh, one thing in the North Sea, too, on Earth Prime that they put a portal down there. Yeah. So, 
Oh, it's like on this or that we'll throw it. Remember, it was a big algorithm Blix came up with that it was an algorithm that just plotted all of the portals on the various Earth. It's like, yeah, let's put it over here near Reykjavik. Sure. Yeah. The North Sea is so, and, and you've got that one Tormelon. The North Sea is so played out, sweetie. We're going over to Reykjavik. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I could see, I, I like that idea of it being same thing, alternate worlds, alternate reasons, but you could have, I mean, you don't want it to get too trite where it's, okay, this is the fifth time we found a, a quality off of the coast of Reykjavik. Okay, you know, but no, I, I could see where they would know it because of another world. Again, the whole, uh, this is our fifth Excalibur we've gotten. Uh, yeah, we might want to, you know, okay, we know this and yeah, it has these things in common and there was genetic engineering there and yeah. See, this is my thing about and and about when I I've over the past couple of days I've done the research on all of this about Bioshock is that and again as you all know no secret I use the progress levels from OGL that a lot of this stuff is PL6 technology we have genetic engineering we have automatons there's even been mention of various crude cybernetics. Well, yeah, the, this we've games. mentioned them a few times. The big daddies are basically brainwashed corpses, like cyber zombies. Let's just cyber zombies. go. There. Uh, I don't yeah. think that I don't think the first ones were were corpses, but I think the later production line models they they got away. Yeah, yeah, corpses, yeah. but yeah. But but basically, we're talking if you're cybernetically reanimating people and you've got floating you know, cities that are able to self-sustain underwater and genetic engineering and all this, where you're able to find sea slugs that, you know, create stem cells in you. We're talking, and again, the PL system, PL6, where genetic experimentation starts up, you have crude cybernetics, apparently a little better than the stuff we have today. Yeah, in in 1968, you're having PL6 technology. I'm just looking, and I mean, I'm not bad-mouthing the Bioshock, but I'm just looking going, I don't know, you know, just seeing how our technology advanced. There's some things that are really too advanced, but hey, it made for a good game. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we no. just have to say, yeah, it's there. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying is that, you know, it really would have made sense if the Tesseract had been there because then they could have gotten some of this forbidden knowledge and been able to make some stuff yeah. that would that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to make. You know, the, the, the Dr. McCoy, you know, it's child's play. You just do this. Yeah. <laughs> But I just and then and then it wears off and it's like I have no idea, but we got this thing, so let's use it. It is but a yeah, bit of a spoiler, I, but they were in contact with another dimension. It wasn't frequent contact, but there was some exchange of ideas between. Ah, uh, yes, and every, we will. Yeah, we will get down the line with that later. Well, we better get to it because yeah, yeah. well or not. At, well, I mean, it, organically we can. But no, I, Columbia I, is, a, I, is I, also it's a, it, it is its own interesting location and setting. Oh and, yeah, I was reading on that, and I was just like, oh okay, some of this is really good. Oh, that's not right. Okay, I see where this went horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so let me let me just try, uh, can we can we like summarize these things? Like one one way of of, of introducing it is where. 
essentially um, Andrew. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Andrew Ryan. Um, uh, your friends were the explorers, and you start asking the right kind of questions to the right kind of people. And Andrew Ryan hears about it through his his uh, uh, through the people that that he has out there, and he basically abducts you and brings you to to rapture. Okay, that's one way. All right. Second way is is that. Um, uh, you're you're putting a lot of, of money around looking for the ultimate experience or things like that. And uh, Fontaine uh, sees a, a, a way of giving you something that nobody else has. And you know, and he contacts you, and maybe he abducts you too, because you know he had a fleet of of um, fishing subs, basically fishing submarines. They they had to dock somewhere, you know. So uh, they, they they docked in Rapture, but they could have also gone other places as well. Well, they were they were the, his primary means of smuggling in outside goods. So they met. Right. So they had to. They met some ship or something out there on the water, or or pulled into some cove somewhere and brought in a whole bunch of cases of of of, of stuff. The third way was, like I said, if it's fringeworthy and you've run into this, this, the existence of this subterranean world before that was destroyed, then you might be looking to see if such a thing actually exists. And uh, either you you go you you know you go to the island and you find it's got you know and, and you you find the the thing the 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 bathysphere to go down and you go down and you find it's it's all real and it's working and this is great but then you know i mean in that situation it'd be like if you were on like a, a modern day alternate uh, or a slightly like 1970s 1980s alternate and you found the ruins of rapture in that alternate you might consider going back to a you know, even further back alternate, like the 1950s or 60s, to see if you can find Rapture in its heyday. Right, because there's, if you look at the, the, the list of fringe worlds, okay, there are lots of ones set in various, all, you know, some of them, uh, most of the alternates are like political and, and little things. They're, 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 you know, they're set in different time spaces and things like that. So if you came to the world specifically trying to find this, you know, you might very well be able to find it. Because, yeah, like we said, any any historical alternate set during the Cold War should work. Yeah. That's really the only requirements for Rapture, so to speak, is wealthy wealthy industrialist afraid of the Cold War. Oh, yeah. Builds a city to get away from it underwater. But then we had a few other options here. Was um, like if you come if if you're playing in a, in a time period after, say, the fall of Rapture, any time after like the 1970s on later, it, if you're wanting to play with Rapture but not have a live Rapture, but the ruins of Rapture, like I did for my campaign, you can have it be an urban legend. It can be a myth passed down through conspiracy forums. You're like, oh, it's the modern day Atlantis. You remember hearing about yeah, the underwater yeah. city where all the rich people had superpowers and and somehow you actually managed to find it. Or in the case of my campaign, someone hires you to refind it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Alright, and then of course there's the story verse where literally you come onto the world and it just grabs you and drags you, kicking <laughs> screaming into rapture. Kicking and screaming, yeah. Yeah, the only question is, are you coming into the, the Bioshock 1 world or are you coming into the Bioshock 2 world? Or are you coming into the earlier version, even like before Bioshock 1, when they're still building it? See, that, 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 that's another thing we got to talk into, and, and we've done this with our concept of early, middle, and late campaign. When do you enter the Bioshock-verse? Do you do it, you know, back in the 40s when it's being created, and or in the 50s and 60s when you're dealing with the Cold War between Ryan and Fontaine? Or are you there 68 on where it's, oh, crap, we've got deformed mutants, you know, blasting us with various types of energy. Hey, look, there's the portal. You know, when do you want to put in your, your where the portal you go through and you find all this? That's well, it depends on whether you want to have the have the campaign set around Rapture or do you want it to be rapture as a resource set somewhere else if you want rapture as a resource then i would say you'd want it after they developed the plasma at least started developing the plasmids okay yeah. and you know but before it you know everything went to hell so that you basically have this this source of of superpower that you can use to, you know, and then if all of a sudden this, you know, the atom stops flowing, you know, like the spice, you know, uh, you go and say, what happened? Let's go back and, and then you can deal with the resolution. Uh, but that's, you know, since most campaigns don't go on for years and years and years, there's a nice window of opportunity in there for you to, uh, uh, to, to use this as a feeder of superpowers to your, your, Superpowered adventures, uh, you know, in the whatever campaign you decide to run, fringe worthy or otherwise. That's my take on it. Okay. Yeah. But if but uh, if you want yeah, to run it's... a campaign in Rapture, I personally I like the idea of the the social political story. So I would probably be running it during the fifties when the city is still fairly new and plasmids are just starting to roll out and there's not that many of them and the insanity and all that hasn't really been discovered yet. So that age of wonder where you're like, oh, and we can do this and what? We have this too? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So and you have that, again, yeah. that Cold War brewing between Ryan and Fontaine and later Atlas. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, there's a third power in the city, the Sophia Lamb, who is yeah. pretty much yeah. crying for communism or socialism within rapture. Uh, and so, you know, when you have a ultra capitalist like Ryan, who absolutely hates the idea of a, of a huggy feely, everybody share cult within his city. Oh yeah. No, no. Sophia lamb would just be like, no, no, get her out of here. Who let her in? He did. Oh, who did this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, that came was back to bite funny, you in the butt later. Yeah, yeah. that was a funny thing. They talk about it in the novel. He brought her in because of the growing unrest in Rapture. She was a psychologist. So he brought her oh, in. Oh, so he help. was trying to use her to try to dope out what was going on and try and figure yeah, out it sounds like how to serious... make people happier. And she was like, well, the problem is you don't have enough housing and they're all poor. And, and you know what? We just need to bring in some socialism here. 
that's not what I hired you on here <laughs> for. Much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's that whole you see these memes about, or what was it? Yeah, we we should let you know, be like the Vikings. Oh, you mean where the women run thing and the men were given allowance and all that? Whoa, 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 whoa! That's not what I meant here. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the meme. Yeah, the, so, the business meeting and you have the. Sorry, guys. The, we the have person gets thrown out the window the when they come up with, with the, the good right idea. Answer, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Out the window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Folks, yeah, as I said, I didn't know all that much about Bioshock. I had that one thing 10 years ago and just idea. Again, this is not, oh, great. Travis, another damn campaign idea. No, but there's a lot of things that could be added to other campaigns. Oh, yeah. You could do, oh, yeah, there's this, you know, sea slug that, yeah, it was out, you know, out in out in the ocean on the beach on Reykjavik and the sea slug attached to my hand and I feel kind of weird, but now also why are my teeth getting bigger? Because that sea slug attached onto a shark, you know? Yeah. Mm, And you start doing, yeah, you could throw that into any campaign. No, even this, even without the plasmids and their superpowers, the just injecting Adam into a patient cured most of their wounds. It doesn't. And let me, let me, let me get, back to adam here real quick yeah it doesn't say specifically either in the game or anywhere any other sources but i mean if it can keep a little girl alive through you know massive trauma it could probably regrow a few limbs well no stem advanced healing allows subjects to heal quickly from wounds and even along the healing of injuries that would be permanent such as gross lost limbs and genetic splicing so yeah even if let's say this this adam sea slug Oh, yeah, it hooked onto my foot while I was there, you know, dipping my tootsies there off the coast of Reykjavik. Wait a minute. I feel better now than I felt in years. And they would realize, they think, oh, it's because I was in the ocean and my tootsies were in the Atlantic. And all. No, it was because of the damn sea slug. He, and he so, yeah, that it would you be. Had building up. <laughs> yeah, the gout, like, my, like I say, about, I got the gout, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, the advanced healing, that would benefit everyone i mean whether this 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 sea slug did the atom on some other creature and you end up picking up a quality of theirs and and i am assuming that with this genetic splicing it would become dominant alleles as in oh no this is a part of you now if you do happen to We will say this as pleasantly as possible. <clears throat> Donate genetic material <laughs> that, if yeah, you yeah, yeah, we're, dude, we're all dads here. We know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah. um, but these are for those who are not dads. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you are passing on whatever Adam added alleles are brought in, your children and progeny will have them. And that's the thing. So, yeah, I want to say, but I I can't guarantee this because I don't remember seeing anywhere about it. But I almost want to say that Adam would make you sterile. Because if it's reverting all your cells into stem cells, that includes your your gamete, your gametes or whatever they're called, the the sex cells. Well, I don't know. Okay, again, this whole thing with the Adam C slug. 
where they did this. I'm sorry, this something something coming up like this would be a means of evolution where mm. you would want to pay because, oh, whatever, you know, this sea slug attached to some whatever sea creature. Uh, oh, let, let's go there. An electric eel. Let's say this sea slug attached to electric eel and you now have a bioelectric field that you can use to zap people. Oh, no, that's a survival mechanism. Survival mechanisms last. That would be, no, anything that the sea slug would do would become a dominant allele, i.e., again, where it's passed on through progeny down your genetic line. Well, that's the thing. Becomes, I, and this, I, I would think so. It, this is from my own headcanon. I would say it, definitely the sea slug would probably retain that, but I think because this is a you know foreign to humans, I would say that again, and this is what I kind of worked into my own campaign is is the the Seraphim organization. They get a hold of Adam and they research the heck out of it, and they're able to use it without the de defects. Because they have oh, so they pure so they purified it down to we just want, we want the good absorbing stuff. of genetic yeah. material. We oh, so that means yeah, they would have been having to do they would have been having to research that for decades. Well, they they have about forty years because again, it's modern day, and I'm assuming forty, uh, and I'm assu 40 I'm years. Assuming, well, this was modern day back in 2010, and I assume I think. Storyline wise, I think they discovered Rapture and and Andrew Ryan uh, back in the eighties. So twenty years uh, behind Rapture. With uh, I'm I'm kind of still. I don't think twenty years of gen. Well, I mean, I don't. Uh, I am no geneticist, folks. My life sciences skills <laughs> suck. I'm more. I no. I admit this freely, dude. That's why I went to criminology in college. I'm more of a social sciences, like psych, social, criminology, anthropology, archaeology. That's my jam. You give me genetics, chemistry, physics, the hard sciences, the life sciences, and it's me with limp hands beating them up against my chest going herpa-derpa. <laughs> I suck at life sciences, so anything... I'm I'm talking out of a lower orifice here when I do genetics. It's extrapolation based <laughs> on pop culture, sci-fi, superhero conventions. But yeah, it's... Okay, so I would say the sea slug thing of, okay, we're converting to stem cells, which then can convert... From what I know of stem cells, because of the whole thing where a certain former president said, <laughs> we're not going to do stem cell research here in this country. And he made that moratorium, and as far as I know, it's still standing. No, it's not not quite what it was. Well, a little bit, but not, you know. Yeah, because they, they basically, they had a line of cells that they were using and it got uh, messed up. And so they had to develop some new lines. But I'm saying it's still, it's still very much restricted. Okay, but you have stem cells. From what I understand, stem cells can become cells for any part of the body. You have stem cells... Oh, I have a defective heart. We'll fix that heart. Oh, I have a defective liver. Okay, go to the liver and fix that up, boys. Oh, I have a defective lung. Yeah, okay, you stem cells yeah, make some new cells capillaries that haven't, for this core. Yeah, the cells right. that haven't specialized yeah. yet. Right, 
they are generic human cells. They have to specialize to fit the organ. So that would be the dominant allele among Adam C. slugs that is passed on. Then as you produce Adam, you could sit there and absorb it through blood, DNA, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, fit in the bodily part or fluid of your choice. Let your imaginations go wild. And so you would have, oh, okay. Yeah, like the like these little sisters that can do this. Yeah, and they're kind of like, again, they're bio, as far as I'm concerned, they're Bioshock vampires. And so, yeah, you can sit there and, copy other genetic traits which you would be given i guess some type of um um oh look this genetic prospect looks good i want to use this oh i'm going to do this on a kangaroo so i can you know my legs might get a little thicker but i'll be able to jump like 40 feet at a crack okay i want that there's some science involved here, okay? They don't just like go and say, "Hey, let's let's take a blood sample out of a kangaroo, let's squirt it into some atom, give it to a person, they're now going to grow kangaroo legs." It, it it's you know, they've gone it's a process. They take the atom and they use it to cause cell reversion so that the the actual plasmid can inform those cells what it wants them to do and then okay. they therefore generate you know they become organs that can generate powers they you may get stronger you may get whatever i'm just saying is it there you know this is a product that's being manufactured okay it's not it's not literally you running around and just you know <laughs> you know, you're not doing this in your home chemistry set, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this was a major, that was one of the reasons. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think that, unless it's intentional, and I don't think it is, because, you know, anybody who developed this would want to maintain their market. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't want it to affect the, uh, uh, the reproductive cells, because they wouldn't want it being passed for free onto another generation. Good point, sir. Good point. Yeah, yeah this was a this they, was yeah. a commercial. They would product. make sure it's. Yeah, they would make sure that this is a something that they would have to somehow lock that down where it was a exceedingly recessive gene. Well, you where, they had okay. the ability to remove uh, plasmids and, and such powers from your your genes. Uh, they called them the gene banks, where presumably a fresh copy of your unaltered DNA was stored. And whenever you bought a new power, you could go to the gene bank and swap it out and swap the plasma. Yeah. What, theoretically, yeah, one, of, one of the, yeah. One of the conventions that they have in genetic engineering that I've noticed in my various, and we'll use the term Bruce love. So folders of folders of folders is that you always leave all you can genetically alter the crap out of yourself. But you could, or have it done to you, but you always have that one pure strand of DNA in case stuff goes wonky and you just go, okay, no, we need all this genetic mismatch is messing this guy up, revert him back to baseline human 1.0. Yeah. And so you bring that back and it just, okay, all these mutations that you've inflicted upon yourself. Let's flush them out. Okay. <laughs> You're, you yeah, thank place. you. Flush them out. Yep, get get you back to baseline humanity 1.0.
And so you always keep that. Now, if it's where it's been done forcibly and you are like, you know, kind of you've been just, you know, run through the genetic ringer and they've done they've run. What's the term? They've run ramshot over your DNA. Mm. They aren't going to care. They're looking to, you know, mess you up permanently. Yeah, they're not going to keep that one little strand left to have as a baseline to draw upon. Yeah, they're like, no, these are permanent. Suck it, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm seeing that 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 they always keep that baseline going for in case things go horribly awry. But apparently, since using Adam to augment yourself constantly has this chance of horribly mutating you it erases the chance of you having that one baseline left i, I that's where because that's the thing the gene banks only ever appeared in the games never in any of the supporting media like the novels or anything like that well i kind of so i kind of think that the games are the the forefront that's the, the hardcore canon everything yeah. else is kind of eh, and that's the thing that's what i treated it was it was the primary so yeah, the way I said it, figured it is like anyone who has a brain will go to the gene bank first and store their DNA. And I assume that if they went and they decided, you know what, I'm done with Adam, I'm done with plasmids, they could go to the gene bank, get one last dose of Adam that that cleared out their their mutations and restored them back to normal. And it was just a small, you know, the, they would return them back to like maybe their first time of using Adam. You know, they have a, maybe a slight addiction. Maybe a slight rash on uh, their Okay, skin. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've yeah, cleaned but, out. Uh, this is almost like trying to create a 15th level character in a game and you basically make the perfect character, all right? What's probably what happened was is that halfway through this process, they said, you know, these people are getting really seriously messed up. We really should have a baseline <laughs> gene bank for these people. Gee, too bad we didn't do this back when, but I guess we should develop that now. Better late than never, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, just the new people who haven't done it before, they now can go and take advantage of the gene bank. Meanwhile, your hordes of mutated tumor-filled, rampaging maniacs are out there with no recourse, no way back. So, yeah, I mean, both could be true. But I'm saying it's more likely that, that as it, this is like an afterthought that was like, it should have been the first thought. Like oh, by the way, yeah. Like everything else in Rapture, it costs money to use it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and if you only have enough money to buy the, the uh, to buy the, 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 the special power, where are you going to get, you know, because you're, you're poor, mm -hmm. where are you going to get the money to go and store your D, your DNA? You're, you're going to roll the dice. You're going to take the chance that you, it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm just going to do this one thing. Just, just one, one ignition. Why does this sound like gambling? Or oh, the yeah, first one's another... free? Yeah. Yeah, or that, that too. Okay, yeah, yeah. But no, it's usually I'm thinking... Yeah, sure. We'll take a roll of the dice. I'll win this time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody gets addicted the first dose. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, there was, you know, oh, again, no. in, in the novels, it implies that for a lot of people, that first dose, the addiction wasn't physical. It was mental. That yeah. suddenly, again, if you're, if the, if you're one of the poorer, I know, want scratching more. through and you suddenly now have a marketable ability. Because yeah, you you're, you're all you all of a sudden. Yeah, you all of a sudden you got this plasma and you're doing something like, 
oh, super speed or invulnerability or, you know, the whole, you know, Jenny with the, oh, I can do arc welding just by pointing at something. Or I can and, climb walls now, so I'm, you know, the perfect and Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, and so, nothing's to say that these plasmids are like the best of the best of the best when they first come out. The early ones are going to be slightly better than, you know, I mean, a, a special ability nobody ever had. That's amazing. Yeah. The dancing bear can dance. It doesn't dance well. It dances, okay? But meanwhile, as they refine the process, <laughs> they make the plasmids stronger, you know, and yeah. such. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you, you you and that other person, that you both have fire plasmas, but his is three times as powerful. Now, maybe I need an upgrade. Maybe I need to go and get a, retake this plasma, but the new improved version. And what happens when it interacts with this early version? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah. There's there's lots of opportunity for horror, that would, that body would horror. Where, yeah, that would, be, that would be when you are doing... Hey, okay, I am going to do the whole um clean my my whole genetic reservoir out as it were, go back to baseline and get this third one. You still don't know that even though you've cleaned yourself back to baseline, uh again, the conventions I've seen from the OGL rules is for massive genetic alteration you got to be, it's because your genes, you know, you're getting messed with at the DNA level. It, a lot of the effects are like you going through late stage AIDS where mm. your, your immune system is just, you know, embracing. I don't know what's your, going on anymore. Well, 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 your inner, your, your, your G, your, your, blah, let's try that again. We can edit all that out when I do that. Um, the whole embracing its inner theme song and going f this stuff i'm out no you're not going to keep tweaking my genetics because you want bigger badder better faster stronger cue the kanye west song no just mm -hmm. your your body will just not survive constant repetitive genetic engineering to get the biggest baddest bestest stuff trying to keep what's the term keep it up with the joneses yeah or your body will joneses. just give you the middle finger and you will shut down most likely cardiac arrest. So, yeah, you might want, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, my, my, yeah, I'm burning at, you know, 300 degrees Fahrenheit. This guy's burning at 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, I know that I can't do if I just, you know, try a patch to upgrade. No, revert me back to, to, to baseline and then give me his thing. That's still going to cause problems, and even if genetically, risk, yeah. that's not right. Right? Yeah. I mean, any genetic therapy is going to cause a problem. You're screwing around with the basic building blocks of humanity: DNA, RNA. You're going to, and just you're going to get this thing where, after a while, you're just putting your body through all sorts of stress. Well, and you want to talk about okay? Body I, I I need. Okay, I need to move this bottle away because I about <laughs> dropped something that would have been edited. You're messing around with our basic building blocks. You keep doing, you keep messing with the foundation, the building is going to crumble. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. But if you right. want to talk about body so, horror, um, we mentioned earlier there's the one ability that lets you summon bees. I remember now that where the bees came from was your, within your arm. No, that's not creepy at all. 
No, yeah, no, I, you, no, you'd have your no. hand because in the game you have your hand up and you'd see little holes in your flesh that the bees would kind of poke, peek, peek out of and crawl around. Okay, this is kind of like the movie Upgrade, where the people were shooting bullets out of the palms of their hands at a gray trace. Yeah, just no. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I, when, I always no. think of uh, uh, a video drone where his hand turns into a gun. Oh yeah. A very organic-looking gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just... Yeah, this whole Adam thing, as I said, I could see players just getting addicted going, sure, I'm willing to risk genetic mutation and aberrations of all levels and insanity, but I want the power. Mm -hmm. And that's where you as a GM go, okay, hi, Make a new character. Your character is now an NPC. And like I said, well, that's the reason why I, when Jonathan, you were talking about, oh, this and that and with the GURP system. And my mind went to aberrant D20 rules because after a while you start failing them will saves. And instead of you recharging your Mazar and Rashad node, no, you're adding more Adam stem cells with these new alleles. And it's like, hi, no. Yeah, after a while, you've gained enough mutations when your aberrant levels start outdoing the levels of your highest class. No, you become an NPC. You're done. Roll up a new character, and now you've learned. Hopefully, and I'm doing the hand cross thing like the Pope do, Pope would do. Hopefully, child, you have learned the error of your ways. You know, mm-hmm. just, yeah, you're done. Don't do this again. This is how you will end up. You will always end up. It's just a matter, not of if, but it's when. when. Just like Cthulhu. Yeah. You know, you're going to go either die or a- go Exactly. Insane. Yep. Yep. You yep, either yep, live bingo. long enough to, you, you either die a hero or live long enough to die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> That, that phrase is so creepy, yet it it seems to just it's hand in hand with just tabletop gaming. You just yep. you become that powerful and just yeah no I'm dealing with that in a campaign of mine now. It's down the line. It's being planned, but still yeah just okay. And the other players are not going to be happy. I'm running a campaign which is probably the most duplicitous campaign I've ever run. Everybody's hiding <clears throat> stuff from everyone and just this reminded me of that where you keep yeah i want to be a hero i want to have all these cool powers but the more powers you gain the more chance you just go again we're going to use the polite term cuckoo for cocoa puffs mm-hmm. and yeah yeah and it's and yeah uh, it depends if you want to do it as like you know, again if you if you want to play into more of the superpowers with a cost you know you can play that if you want to really go depressing and dark with it and and that more of inevitable you can throw in you know make the atom addiction stronger and it's it's not just that you have to take this atom to gain the powers you have to keep taking it to keep them because that okay see that that's that was where you're kind just of implied being... in the novel uh yeah but see that's the thing i mean if you're gonna be a jerk with the, you know, being a gm and it's like oh no you're gonna get screwed no matter what after a while, that's they're just going to be players going. No, it's not worth it. If, well, my, it if I'm I mean, going to in three levels, I'm going to become an NPC because you're doing this. No, 
I mean, you got it. That again, that's that's we're we're getting into advanced GM territory here, Jonathan. Where it's, I want to give my players the chance. Wait. Well, that's I would recommend become, this become powerful and have superhuman abilities. Yeah. But I also don't want them to be where oh, as soon as you get it, you're screwed. No. Well, this is Let where the I would say it. enjoy them a little. Yeah. And then this bring where, about the rest. This is where I would say this would be more for like that Cthulhu esque type call it Cthulhu type esque game where it's you okay. you go into it knowing you're on a time limit. Yeah, you know that it's again not if but when. Yeah. yeah. So if you really want to go dark, that's the way I put. But like I said, that take on Adam, I really only saw in the novel. You know, in the yeah. games itself, you just see a whole be- a whole bunch of people who want more Adam. Yeah. Doesn't say why they want it. They just they just want. Oh, it. They, okay, they have to have okay, more Bruce. Bruce again. This is where old friend we're going to do. And and Bruce and I have had very rare disagreements over the 12 and a half years I've been involved with the podcast he helped start. But we're going to de- agree to disagree. It, I do believe ad- absolute power corrupts absolutely. If you are given the chance to be able to do anything you want, people are going to go that. And yeah, and you you mentioned earlier, well, no, it's you attract the corruptible. I think, good sir, dear friend, we're going to agree to disagree on this one facet. Just yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just I I I have always been the 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 firm adherent of if you are given absolute power, people will go to it and they will become just. Yeah, I I, I disagree. I I think that I think that Superman can exist. I think that uh, you know that 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 people people who are reminded of the things that they value in the world, the people. The, the you know the goals the, the you know you know the the beauty you know are 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 going to draw lines they do not cross okay yeah so and there are some people to whom those lines never existed and those are the people I'm talking about being corruptible and and and, and are always going to be looking for you know power to to basically wreak their will so. Anyways, you know, and and that's what happened. And in the game, like I said, a lot of uh, in the game in the, in the novel of Rapture and such, a lot of these people who ended up being you know horribly disfigured and such, they they were fam- These are all families. These are like guys trying to take you know do stuff for their families, and they just you know think you know they, they, it started off as a good idea. It started off as a way of providing, and but it it's it's twisted them. It twisted them and made them, you know, not who they really were. They lost, they lost sight, you know, of who they were, and they became monsters. And you end up having to deal with them as a result. So, uh, but like I said, you, as player characters, you know, I would, you know, I, I think that you you make it hard to get additional plasmids or, you know. Uh, or what? You know, because there's lots of choices here. You know, I mean, it's not just there's like do, there's like dozens of plasmids. There's dozens of gene uh, t- uh, gene tonics that also take you know take the uh, atom to use. So you know when you 
if, if you know when you decide to do something, you're probably not you're probably going to have a fairly limited list of things that you want, you know, that fit with your character concept. So yeah. it's probably not. And and if you're dealing with um, mature technology at this point, not the early stuff, then probably the side effects would be minimized because in the game, the the hero doesn't become a monster physically or otherwise. He escapes at the end of the of the thing. He he he's just a normal person. Yeah, depending. Yeah. I mean, it's it's based off your choices as the player. It's not yeah. anything that's forced upon you. The, the story takes place over a very short period of time. Yes, yeah, you know like, these. Some of these things are long-term effects that might only show up years later. And and yeah. if they do have a gene bank where they can put you back to the way you were, then you don't have these kinds of of uh, cross uh, complications between different uh, tonics, you know, and such. You know, I mean, you there. As I say, there's a right way and wrong way of doing almost any kind of gene therapy. Yeah, it just depends on the kind of play the game you want to play. You want to play a horror yeah. game? There's going to be lots of complications. You want to play a, a, a four color superhero game? Then you know, or even a gritty superhero game? Then you're probably going to play down those, except in the bad guys. You know, yeah. so the bad guys will be the the moral lesson of what to do if you go too far. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, yes. Or there'll be the ones who can't afford the really hot, you know, the the government funded really good stuff, and oh, they, they end up the taking the, the back streets alley stuff, and they 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 turn into Frankenstein's. Mr. Thomas, sir, would you like to put a bow on this particular facet of adding Fringeworthy to Bioshock and running Bioshock as a game concept? Oh yes, tabletop? I will. So yeah, um, Bioshock is a game I played not long after its launch back in early 2000s. I had a lot of fun with it. And it was a fresh, interesting world. So much so, I found it so interesting that, you know, shortly after Bioshock 2 came out, I decided to make a campaign in GURPS for it. So bringing it over to your campaign and your system, fringe-worthy, Tritech systems, Pathfinder, OGL, Savage Worlds. I hope we've given you some ideas of what to do, what some of the ideas, some of the themes and technology that you can bring into your game. And we hope that you have fun with your superpowers and the great, great cost that comes with them. If you do um, end up using any of these ideas, Trav, okay. where can they reach us? All right. TritechSystems.podbean.com. Please leave a comment. Fans of the Gaming on the Frontier podcast, uh, since we delved into Fringeworthy, Fringeworthy RPG fans on Facebook, the fans of the Gaming on the Frontier podcast, that is also on Facebook. iTunes, please leave a comment there. And of course, we've been doing this this long. You know how to contact us on social media. We've given our emails on previous podcasts. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We are more than ready, willing, and able to answer your questions on any medium you know of us. Heck, if you see us at cons and, hey, remember that Bioshock episode? By all means, let us know. If we can't answer you right away, we will get your email. We will, I'll, you know, Bruce and I will talk to Jonathan and we'll, okay, and we'll get back to you. Um, also, one more thing, Jonathan, before you close us out, sir. Mm. 
this is not all of the Bioshock universe. Oh, no. We have Please. only touched on half of it there. I, I guarantee you, because the three of us will be talking, <laughs> there will be more on this subject coming up. We've hinted about it a couple times already, but yes, there's yeah. This is just Bioshock one and two. There is Bioshock Infinite as well, the third game in yes. the series. Yes. So yes, uh, please. I hope you, we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, did you have anything else, Bruce? Before we? Nope, that's good. All right. So we hope you enjoyed it. Again, leave feedback, leave messages, and be sure to tune in for more about strange cities being where they shouldn't be with strange powers and abilities but that'll be next week until then this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts it is released under the creative commons 3.0 license no commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.